Please turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Remember we're talking about right and wrong judgment. And uh, last week we look at, looked at what I um, titled Judging Kindly. Um, today what we're going to do is look at righteous judgment. And uh, because there is a kind of judgment that, that you know, we need to judge certain things. Um, and uh, today we're going to look at some of those things. But let me begin in Matthew chapter 7. Jesus says in verse 1, Judge not that you be not judged. And in Luke 6.37, it's a parallel verse to Matthew 7.1, where Jesus says, Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. So we looked at the fact that there is a certain kind of judgment that, that involves condemnation. Remember that we looked at in John chapter 8 verse 44, when Jesus, um, talking to the religious leaders, said, You are of your father the devil. Remember, they were plotting his murder. And uh, so he, he just called them out on that one. And um, I said to you, that's not for everybody. <laughs> okay? That was a one-time deal with regard to them because they were in a place where they were unrepentant. And that's really the key. Regardless of what you do, you know, we all make mistakes. The whole problem is if we are... If we are unrepentant, then God can't help us. We're going to be looking at some of that today. And so we really need to be careful uh, that, we, you know, that we judge ourselves. You know, when we take communion, we do that. Yeah. Remember, I, you know, when, I, when I'd read those verses, uh, in, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians 11, that it talks about you judging yourself. And if you judge yourself, you won't be judged. Amen? And so, but there's the other side of it. If you don't, then you will be. Okay, And uh, in the case of the Pharisees and uh, those religious leaders, they weren't judging themselves. In fact, they believed that they were right in what they wanted to do. You know, I can't see how they could see themselves as being right in that. How can murder be okay? I, I don't get it. You know, These are religious people. These are not a bunch of heathens out there. Some little Viking out there that's, you know, pillaging and plundering and that's all they know. These are meant to be people that are passing on God's law to other people. Oh, we're going to see some, some of the things that Jesus calls him out on a few things. So anyway, and we will look at that. Uh, last time I also looked at a quote from Robert H. Mounts that, where he said, Human nature encourages us to pay far more attention to the shortcomings of others than to our own fails or faults. Hello. Amen. You know, this is one of the biggest problems that we have. We look at everybody else. And we judge them according to what God says we should be like. And we look at ourselves and give ourselves all kinds of excuses for not being that way. Amen. And then we wonder how come life isn't working out so well. He, he went on to say, we tend to evaluate others on the basis of lofty or very high standard of righteousness that somehow is not applicable to our own performance. And that's why Jesus says, do not judge. Cease what you are doing. Stop criticizing others. So we looked at all this last week. I'm just trying to get us to this week, okay? All right. <laughs> I, I, we also went and looked at uh, something that Leon Morris uh, says, and that is the person who judges others invites the judgment of God upon himself. And that's, that was brought out in James chapter 2, verse 13, and we left off here, where James said, For judgment will be merciless to the one... Uh, who has shown no mercy. And he said, mercy triumphs over judgment. We looked at some of those things, and, you know, 
it's something that we need to keep in mind. Whenever we're pointing the finger at someone, we need to understand that there are so many more fingers pointing back at us. You know, everything that we sow, we reap. And it never comes back the same amount. Have you noticed? You know, we rejoice in the fact that we sow and we receive 30, 60, 100 fold blessing, but it goes the other way as well. You sow bad seed and you get 30, 60, 100 fold back on your bad seed. And somebody once said, you know, we need to pray for a lot of harvest to just kind of die. <laughs> We've sown some bad seeds. But the way that you kill your harvest is through repentance. Because he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and, first John 1, 9, cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. All right, so let's continue on. I think that's where we left off last time. Now, I've, I've said this here, this does... This does not mean that we are to be blind to what others are doing to us. But that we are righteous and generous in our response and reaction to them. Always willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Breathe that one in. (laughs) Okay? Because we are so quick to judge. We need to slow that down. You know, like they say in the world, slow your roll, you know, okay? Just slow down. You just need to not be in such a big hurry to, to judge everything, to, to criticize everything, to always be, you know, having that kind of mentality. This is a lifestyle that we are meant to have. We are meant to have a lifestyle of kindness and forgiveness. Again, we'll look at that. I'm going to give you scriptures on all of this, all right? Uh, in fact, let me give that to you now. It's in Ephesians chapter 4. But before we go there, <laughs> in Luke chapter 6 and verse 37, remember Jesus ended what he said by saying, forgive and you will be forgiven. Amen? Now, you know, that's on two fronts. Number one, you need to understand that he's saying that we are to live a certain kind of life, a forgiving life. But on the other hand, it also, in order to forgive, means that you know something is wrong. There's no point in forgiving if you don't believe something was wrong. That somebody had done something wrong to you. Can I get an amen? Which means you need to judge that they did the wrong thing. Are you all with me? Okay? So, I, you need to see that from both sides, okay? Uh, when you look at that verse. And what I wanted to do was show you... In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, the kind of lifestyle and the the kind of life that God wants us to live. You know, whenever you live a strife-filled life, it's destroying you constantly. You were not wired to live in strife. Did you all know that? I'm going to get an amen on that. Okay? That's not your wiring. Your wiring is to live in peace. And so that's the reason why God keeps saying, forgive, let go, because as, as long as we're holding on to things, we don't have peace. Amen. We need to catch all of this. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32, the Apostle Paul writes and he says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. I wanted, I, can I reread it a little bit different? Can I just say... Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving. Can I just stop there for a minute? Okay. I, I need you to see this. Be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving. Be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving. That's, that's what God wants. That's the kind of life God wants us to live. That's what he's trying to get across to us. 
That's why he says don't judge. Whenever you start judging, and when we do it wrongly, you know, there is a time that you can judge, but you do that in peace. You do that in a place where God is talking to you. Now, because there are some things, you know, <laughs> there are some good things that are not God. Amen. And uh, <laughs> I want to make reference to something, but I don't want to give it away, so I'm, I'm, I'll leave it alone. Um, there are some things that, you know, people think it's a good thing. And, and they have lots of zeal over that thing. And you sit there and think, I know it's good, but I don't think it's God. And, you know, th- that's where you need to make a judgment. You need to say, no, I don't believe, you know, yeah, I can, I'll be excited with you, but I, I don't think this is a God thing. And that is a righteous judgment. Are you all with me? And you need to make those. Otherwise, everybody will be leading you by the nose all over the place. You need to know when to say no. You know what I'm trying to, you know I'm trying to say? Amen. Okay, so you need, you need that. Now, just to be clear about what Jesus is referring to in Luke 6.37... When he says, now forgive and you will be forgiven, William MacDonald explains that this isn't talking about judicial forgiveness. All right, Now that is, to everyone who believes on the Lord Jesus Christ, and for them the penalty of sin has been met by Christ, and they will not have to pay it. All right, So that's not talking about that. It's not talking about the, 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 the sin that came inherent because of Adam's sin. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You know, that kind of sin. All right, it's not talking about that. Because a lot of people read this and they get the idea that's what he's talking about, but it's not. That was paid for on the cross. Nobody can pay that price. Only God could pay that price. That's, do you understand? That's judicial forgiveness, okay? But what he's talking about here is parental forgiveness, which is granted by God the Father to his children when they confess their sin. Now, that's 1 John 1, 9, okay? It results in the restoration of fellowship with the Father, and it has nothing to do with the penalty of sin. So you understand the difference here. All right? So there was a particular sin that Jesus Christ had to die for to redeem us back to God. Once we got redeemed back to God, now it's up to us. If we mess up, you know, people get shocked after they, after they get saved, they actually messed up. Are you still? No. <laughs> okay? Because they expect to just live a perfect life. I'm putting together at the moment, uh, just we're preparing for what God has next. And part of that preparation is a new Christian's course, okay? And uh, all the things that we need to tell a, a young believer, a person that's just been saved, what they need to know. And one of the things that they need to know is they're going to mess up. Okay, they're still in their nappies. And they're going to go, whoopsies. Okay, and we need, to be, we need to be there to let them know it's okay. Those things will happen. After a while, we'll figure it out. But okay, we'll change the nappy. We'll do whatever we need to do. And we need to let you know that it's, you know, there are going to be times that after all these amazing things happen. And you know, one of the things that I bring out in that is all the amazing things that happen. You are born again, you've changed kingdoms, you are a new creation, you are one of God's children. You know, the list just goes on and on. It's incredible what happened. And people come out of that on such a high, and then they mess up. And the first question is, did I lose my salvation? No. <laughs> okay, You just messed up your nappy, that's all. 
<laughs> you need to be changed. <laughs> okay. That's First John 1, 9. If we confess our sin, if we confess our sin, we need to recognize that we sin. See, this is where the judgment really needs to come in. We need to be judging ourselves. Amen? If we, if we learn how to judge ourselves righteously, then we'll learn how to judge other things outside of us righteously as well. If we judge ourselves unrighteously, if we give ourselves, you know, it's a very funny thing. If we give ourselves an excuse to do the wrong thing, you know what will happen? We won't give other people the excuse to do the wrong thing. It's a funny thing. But when we judge ourselves and go, you know, we shouldn't have done that, you suddenly become very forgiving towards other people. Because you you know what it is like to mess up. You know how difficult it is to change. Are you all with me? I really need you to get this. I, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, I can only do so much, man. All right. So <laughs> the reason for needing this kind of forgiveness is that God the Father has a hard time, listen, fellowshipping with us when we are unwilling to forgive those that He has already forgiven. Remember John 3.17. We love John 3.16. But there's a verse after that. Put up John 3.17. It's, <laughs> it's in my footnotes, but you need to see this. For God, Jesus goes in this, you know, after he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And everybody stops there. For, it goes on to say, God did not send his Son, watch, to, into the world to condemn the world, but that the world uh, through him might be saved. So if God didn't send his son, and you know Jesus was the one person who could have truly condemned. You know when that woman uh, that was taken to adultery came to him, and he asked a question, that the first person that is without sin cast the first stone. Do you know he was the one person who could have done it? Amen. And he didn't. Which tells us everybody else that wanted to, shouldn't. <laughs> in fact they should be throwing rocks at themselves but don't we love to do that we just have a rock in our hand all through our life waiting to throw it at someone hello <laughs> this is one I prepared earlier you know? <laughs> okay? these are not things you prepare earlier amen I mean how do you do that well you know somebody tells you off and you come up with a great response for the next time they say anything am I hitting too close to home Good. That's why you're here. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to help you guys. If you do the right thing, then you open the door for God to bless you and look after you. If you're plotting things on the inside and you're just doing the things that you shouldn't be doing, then you're going to close the door on God who is trying to bless you. Then something will go wrong and you'll go, why God? And he'll look at you and go, why not? Look at the way you're living. You don't allow me in. You don't listen to me. You decide what you want to do, and then you come running to me. Now he'll always take you in. But I, as I said to you before, why do you want to live like that? You know? It's a better life, man. And you're here to find out how that works. Okay, so who wants to leave? <laughs> this is good for you, okay? This is good for you, okay? All right. So... This is very important. <laughs> Let me just get back to the point I brought up. This is really important that you catch this because it's so important that you understand that if you are out of fellowship, if you are wrongfully judging someone, 
and you are in, you know, you're trying to fellowship with God, it is very difficult because God loves them. And how is He going to fellowship with you while you are mad with them, complaining about them, carrying on about them, and saying, saying to God, strike Him down! He goes, I am, I'm loving them. Why do you want? I, I, won't, I can't do that. 1 John 1.7 It is up to us to come into the light as He is in the light. See, God is not going to leave the light to come into your darkness. Let me say that again. God is not going to leave that place of love and forgiveness to come into your place of strife and unforgiveness and fellowship with you there. Ain't happening. You need to let go of all that stuff and come into the light. In 1 John 1, 7, I just want to read the first bit. It says, but if we walk in the light as He is in the light, if we decide to walk in the light as He is in the light, then we have fellowship. Now it says we have fellowship with, with, with our brethren, but we also have fellowship with Him because He can't fellowship with you if you're you know, out of sync with love. And out of, because remember, it, it is this epistle that talks about God is love. It doesn't say God has love. It says that God is love. So He can't leave Himself. Did you get that? To come fellowship with you. Because that's who He is. So if you want to fellowship with God, if you want the blessing of God, then you need to come to Him. And you need to come into that light. And you need to let go of and repent of the darkness. Amen? And I've said, I've also said here, it's up to us to come into the light as He's in the light if we ever want to have our prayers answered and live fruitful lives. Amen. All right, so let's look at righteous judgment, having said all of that. <laughs> okay. Now, there's nothing wrong with judging and evaluating things in a way that is right and just in the eyes of God. Jesus himself said in John chapter 7, verse 24, let's go look at another verse. John chapter 7, verse 24. See, I, I always want to do this in a balanced way. Because, you know, you, you, a lot of times you, you watch videos on this stuff, all you get is one side. You don't ever see the other side. I'm going to give you the other side. All right? John chapter 7, verse 24, it says, Do not judge according to appearance, but judge. Did you see that? He does say you need to judge. He says, but judge with righteous judgment. Amen. So there is a kind of judgment that is righteous. Amen. And there's no condemnation involved in this kind of judgment. It is fair and most of all godly. In fact, William Hendrickson says that Jesus himself had arrived at certain conclusions regarding the scribes and Pharisees, and he did not hesitate to express them. I am going to have a look at some of these. Let's go to Matthew chapter 23. Now, please be careful, because I, I know um, ministers in the body of Christ that have taken these scriptures and used them to judge other ministers. Now, there is a certain kind of judgment, but be careful where it's coming from. Let's say Christina was doing something wrong. She doesn't. Okay, that's what I'm picking up. All right? Let's say she, was, she did something wrong. There's two ways I can judge that. I can judge her or I can judge what she did. If my attitude towards her is, I hate you. You did the wrong thing. I hate you. See, that's bad judgment. Now, if I look at her and say, I love you, sweetie, but what you did, that was not so good, you know. 
maybe we need to change that. Again, she hasn't done anything wrong. Okay? And, and see the difference? I'm making a judgment. I'm not letting her get away with something that she did wrong. It's in my heart. What am I, what, why am I judging this? Because I don't want her to reap something bad. So I'm letting her know, you know, you might need to change this or whatever. And she might go, wow, I didn't even realize I did that. The number of people that don't realize what they do is incredible. <laughs> you know, I think, jump back. You really didn't know? They really don't know. It's amazing. And don't, see, we judge them. Listen now, we judge them from a point of they knew what they were doing. Oh, they knew and they did it anyway. That's how we come. Guess what you're doing? Unrighteous judgment. Are you all with me? I, I really, this is, this is something in the heart. It's where you're coming from and it's, it's what's behind what you're doing. If you do it from a right heart, then the person will be blessed. And they'll thank you for that. They'll say, oh, thanks for letting me know. I had no idea. I have done that. I have done things that I had no idea was wrong. And somebody would come and say, do you realize that you... <laughs> and I'll go, oh! And I'm looking to go and apologize to the person. Because, you know, some days, boys, you have a male brain. And it skips things. Has no idea. You send the text off and it's rude. And your wife goes, you, you didn't send that, did you? Well, it says sent, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too late, it's gone. <laughs> you know? Fix it. <laughs> you know? And some poor person on the other end is just got, you know, just... <sighs> It took me a long time to read texts from a female point of view. Yes, men, you've got to do that. You've got to say, well, this is what I want to say. Let's see how it should be said. Okay? <laughs> and some, you know, we like brevity. And so we, thank you. And, you know, we say things in, su in such a way that they can be very hurtful. Wake up. We need to know these things. Now, I'm not asking you to write three paragraphs when you want to say one thing. Just, okay, I'm not saying that. Just watch how you say what you say and make sure it's, it's being communicated in a way that somebody that is reading it will not misunderstand what you're trying to say. Judge yourself. Judge your text. Amen? All right, now, let's get back to this, shall we? Aren't we having fun today? All right. <laughs> yeah. What planet are you on? Somebody said. All right. So, <laughs> I said here again, Jesus himself arrived at, at certain conclusions regarding the scribes and the Pharisees, and he did not hesitate to express them in Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. He says here, how terrible it will be for you, teachers of religious law, and you, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, sorry. And, uh, and you Pharisees, hypocrites. Ooh, Jesus, okay. For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest part of your income. But you ignore the, the, uh, the important things of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. And he says you should tithe, yes. But... You should not leave undone the more important things. So I want you to notice that he judges them on both sides. He says, yep, you are doing some things right, but there are some things you're really missing. You're messing up big time. 
Now, had he not said that, then there's no way that God could judge them because they will say, we didn't know. Are you all with me? So and that's, that happens a lot of times, you know, and God might use you. If you learn what I'm teaching you, he might use you to help someone to, to get back on track if he knows you can do it the right way. Otherwise, you'll never know. Have you ever noticed that something, sometimes you look at something and you go, something is wrong here, I don't know what it is, I can't quite put my finger on it, because God won't let you see it, because you do the wrong thing with it. But, can I just say, if you are in a place where you say, Lord, I, I just, I'm one of those people, okay? I just hate to correct people, I just hate it. Okay, I just think, you know, i got enough wrong with myself to go correct somebody else. <laughs> That's my policy, okay? That's how I live, right? And I just say, you tell him, I don't want to tell him. You know, <laughs> you got enough to tell me, okay? We have enough conversation going on here about all my failings to, for me to go pick out on theirs. So no, thank you very much, no, okay? And because of that, because of that, sometimes you say, I really need you to talk to this person. And so I'm coming from a place of, I know I'm unworthy. I know I got, I got problems. I know I'm doing all the wrong things. And I'm just telling you, man, you don't want to reap a harvest on this seed. Did you get what I said? Not, I'm so amazing. And thus said the Lord from his saint up above the mountain. What is wrong with you? Are you stupid or something? That's not happening. <laughs> okay. All right. We need to be in the place where we are right with God. We need to be in a place where we are at peace with God. We don't have a bone to pick with someone. If you do, don't correct them. Did you hear me? If you've got a problem and it, it's not going to come out right, shut up. Pastor said. That one you can quote me on. <laughs> okay? Just don't do it. You don't want to plant that kind of seed. It will come back. Always comes back. <laughs> you know? I can testify. All right. Uh, let's go down to verse 27. This is again Jesus. He's, this is righteous judgment. I want to show you what righteous judgment is. Okay? All right. Jesus says, he says, How terrible it, be, it will be for you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Verse 28. You try to look like upright people outwardly, but inside your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. There's something very important that Jesus is bringing out here. He's saying, stop living double lives. Stop being one way on the outside where everybody sees, and a different way on the inside where nobody can see. Because he's saying God sees all of it. And it's, it's, it's you know, sometimes it's better for somebody to just show you who they are, then hide it, and they're nice on one side, and then they're stabbing you in the back <laughs> somewhere else. I've had that happen. It's not nice, because you don't know where you stand with people. I'd much rather a person, if they didn't like me, they'd tell me off, that's that. <laughs> you know, we're done with it, we know what you're thinking. I don't have to guess, you didn't have to be that honest, but at least I don't have to guess. But what I can't work with 
are people that have hidden agendas or, you know, they, they, they think a certain way towards you and they're so nice in front of you and then they go and go, oh my God, I can't stand that person. It's like, tell me you can't stand me. I won't visit you anymore. <laughs> That's probably good for both of us. You, know? you hate it. I hate it. But, you know? Do me a favor, man. Let me know. You know? Again, we, we really need to learn how to do this. And like I said, do it right. Remember again, can I take you back to Ephesians 4.32? Be kind. Tender-hearted. Forgiving. That's the kind of life we need to live. It is the kind of life that will make you happy. Can I say that again? It's the kind of life that will make you happy. And when you're happy... You live right before God. You do all the right things. You hear God clearly. When you're not, it's very hard for God to talk to you. That's why Jesus said earlier in uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. Because we're in Matthew 6 here. He says, oh, excuse me, Matthew 7. He says, for I say to you, this is at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. He says, for I say to you, that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Did you get that now? Because their, right, their judgment isn't righteous. They're doing things to be seen. You know, everything that they do is outward. And what does the Bible tell us over and over again? God looks on the heart. Amen? In your giving, in everything that you do, He's looking at your heart. And you know, some days you mess up and you go, oh, I'm so sorry, God. And He goes, I know. I see your heart. I know there are times when, you know, even... I, I think I can say this. Is that okay? You know, Pastor Verity sometimes will say something to me and she'll go... Oh, I didn't mean it in a bad way. I go, I know. Because I know your heart. So everything you say to me, I filter it through. Whatever, you, whatever you're saying to me, whatever, you know, however it comes out, it's coming from a good heart. And I'm okay to receive that. And <laughs> you're welcome. And, you know, she'll apologize sometimes in the way she says something. I'm like, no, no, no. And because, you know, and, and I think that's beautiful that she's always judging what she's saying. And making sure that it didn't come out wrong. And maybe it came out wrong. And I meant to say this, but maybe the way I said it wasn't right. And to me, that's beautiful. I love that. I appreciate that. And because I know her, I just know whatever she says, even if she drops a hammer on me, it was an accident. <laughs> even though she did it five times in a row. <laughs> no. No. Because <laughs> I know that. No, you know what I'm trying to say. Amen. It'll never happen, all right? But I'm just saying, I just know. And see, you need to do this, family. You need to do this with your spouses. You need to do this with the people you love. You need to be, you know, don't be so darn sensitive. Oh, my Lord. You say something wrong and say, that's it. I'm not, you, know, you walk, storm up. And then what? You lose all that time. You can only pout for so long. Some people manage it for a couple of years. Amazes me how they do that. And they're proud of it. Why? This is not a thing to be proud of. Amen. You know, when Emily says something to me, and you know, she might say it wrong, I don't care. I know her, I know her heart and I know where she's coming from. It doesn't matter to me. And then she'll come and go, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, don't worry about it. We all have bad days. I allowed her to have a bad day because then she'll allow me to have one. 
Amen. Hope you're getting something out of this. You know, I don't, I don't want to just teach stuff out of the Bible and then it's just like, oh, Pharisees and, you know, all them fellas, forget about it, you know. They're tithing all their spices and who cares? Now, let me keep going. Now, commenting on the subject of righteous judgment, John MacArthur says that as the context reveals, this direction to judge not does not prohibit all types of judgment. We are supposed to exercise a righteous kind of judgment with careful discernment. Did you hear that? Okay. Hypocritical, condemning, self-righteous, or other kinds of unfair judgment are forbidden. But in order to fulfill the commandments that follow, it is obviously necessary to judge and discern between dogs and swine. And so he's, you know, he'll go on to talk about don't cast your pearls before the swine. Okay, and he's saying be careful who you say certain things to because there will be tremendous revelations to you and certain people will not understand and they will step all over it. And then you walk away thinking maybe I'm wrong or, you know, it'll lose what God was trying to get across to you through his word. So be careful who you share your revelations with as well. Judge that. Did you hear me? You need to judge who you speak to. And if you think they're not ready for it, don't tell them. Why are you doing that to yourself and them? Can I see? Joe, get what I said. You need to be careful what you put out there. Don't be doing things that, you know, you just... I've run out of time. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't go any further. Maybe that's God saying, shut up now. That's enough. All right. <laughs> just be careful. What you say, how you say things. Amen? Be, judge yourself. Judge what's coming out of your mouth. Judge what you're texting. Judge everything that you do and forgive everything what others do to you. And let God look after it. Do you know whenever... I, let me finish with this. This is a good place to finish. Whenever I think of some injustice or something that went wrong... You know, I just think, I think they stole from me or they did this or whatever. Do you know what the first thing I do is? Instead of allowing that thing to start taking a hold of me, I do what the Bible says. I cast that care on God. And I say, you know what, God? I'm not going to touch that. I'm going to recognize that the devil has stolen something from me. I'm not going to see the person. I'm going to see the enemy. I did this, in fact, last night about something. I was, because I'm, I'm trying to go to sleep. You know, it's Sunday. You know what I'm trying to say? I don't want to be up all night, <laughs> okay? And, and it just something that I suddenly realized, geez, I, I want, I just think we might have been robbed, you know, of something. And it started to get at me, and I thought, no, no, what am I going to do? Like staying up will fix the situation? No. And I said, I don't want to want to think about it. I said, God, you are my source. You are my supply. So I said, I'm just going to hand it to you. Right now, you go do your thing. I don't even want to know. <laughs> I, it just turns up somewhere? Hallelujah. If not, it'll come a different way. See, I don't care. I didn't care. See, what we must not do is go, oh, you stole from me. you got to give it back to me. See, now we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So as soon as you recognize that, you identify that, and you catch that thief, and then God will get it off of it and get it back to you seven times. 
Amen. I just think, go ahead, devil, steal more stuff. I need it seven times more than what I had. Go for it. Oh, here, look, it fell. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. <laughs> okay. But what are you doing? Are you judging things the right way or the wrong way? Hmm? Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. I won't stop otherwise. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today for your word. And thank you, Lord, that you are helping us to discern. Be discerning in our judgments, not only towards others, but ourselves. That we do, as uh, 1 Corinthians 11 says, and we judge ourselves, but we forgive others. And we, Father, and if we are making any judgments towards other people, it is a righteous judgment. There's no hate in it. There's no anger. There's none of those things, God. And so we just thank you right now that you help us with this. This is one of those things that we really do need your help with to get right. Hallelujah. And I pray for each and every individual, especially, Father, as new people start coming into this church, that we learn to do this, that we don't look at them and judge on outward appearance, but we look to the heart. Hallelujah. We see them the way you see them. With divine eyes. In Jesus' name. Amen.